Carrie and Tommy about to go off. You can take the Carrie and Tommy podcast with you anywhere. And with over 200 rental car locations across Australia, budget car rental can take you just about anywhere too. Over your Thursday afternoon, how are we doing, guys? We're currently uh, singing off tune to all of the R and B artists that are going to be for- performing at um, Friday's Live, yes, which huge. was announced this morning. Such a huge lineup. Um, uh, we are uh, about well, to play a mashup in a minute of the actual artists, but why get the actual artists when you get our version? Can I can I give you the names and JoJo. you can sing them? Oh. Give us a bit of JoJo. Me? <laughs> oh, you don't know JoJo? You've been get pack- out right now. It's the end yes. of you and me. What about 112? I see you looking at me. Oh, yeah. I can tell by the way that you... What was Baby Bash again? Sugar, sugar, uh, how you get so fly. <laughs> sugar, sugar. It will sound exactly like that at Friday's Live. Jason Derulo, boys to men. Oh, now we've come to the oh, end stop, of stop, the stop, road. Stop, stop, stop. Stop, it's so bad. But I can't let go. No, we do have tickets oh. to give away. <laughs> <laughs> to see the actual show? We yeah, sorry, give away tickets show. if that was the actual show. Do you yeah. think anyone would come watch that? They'd come and leave, yes. You'd have to pay them, wouldn't you? Oh. Anyway, it is coming in November. No, I can't I, wait. I mean, I'm being paid now and I feel Want like to I'm leave. leaving. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. We put up with you singing. People on air have to listen to you singing. I sing weekly. beautifully. Thank <laughs> you, you very much. Um, can we get a mashup on, Jesse, of the we real can. artists if doing you, their thing? If you do want to win some tickets for you and three mates, register at carryandtommy.com.au. Australia's biggest party returns. R&B Fridays presents Fridays Live featuring Jason Derulo, Flowrider, Boys to Men and more playing around the country this November. Frontier pre-sale starts next Thursday with all tickets on sale Tuesday, September 12th. For details, head to FrontierTouring.com. Up next, though, the app that will change your life. Wow. Carrie and Tommy. So we were around the dinner table last night and we were talking Lego. And we were talking about Lego across the generations because my auntie was there. It wasn't a date. No, it was my auntie and me and Ollie, in which my auntie was talking about how it was Duplo. That's what they had back in her day. And then Ollie. They're I was the big do- ones, right? I thought the that was a ones. different thing. Was... Is that what Lego came from? Well, I think Lego, Duplo is the Lego brand, isn't it? Isn't it oh, just the big, the big ones I instead of the little ones? I did not know that. I think. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, then we were talking about when I had Lego as a kid, and I think I've still got buckets of the Lego I had as a kid, and you were so creative and imaginative, and we'd make, we'd play with it for hours. It wasn't a boy's toy or a girl's toy. It was just the toy that every household we went in when I was a kid had, right? Um, what? Well, we didn't even have, we had these, these crappy, like, aluminium things that Dad thought was better engineering skills learnt by using these. <laughs> now, Lego was just permanent joy. However, then we got to talking about Ollie, and Ollie said, um, remember all the packs of Lego you bought me, like the Star Wars plane and the, you know, I don't know if there was a plane. What's in Star Wars? Like, yeah, what sure, would it have been like? Sure. You know, anyway. Yeah. Big things like that. They were always themed and they were enormous. Or you could make the Sydney Opera House or you could make that, like, just the possibilities were endless. Mm -hmm. But then I said to him, yeah, and remember what would happen after you made them once? He'd go, yes, we'd lose the instructions. And he he says, and then we'd never make it again. And I said, that's the difference between your generation. We had to come up with the ideas. He makes them once from an instruction booklet. And once the instruction booklet's gone, there goes the use of the Lego. And I said, so dumb. But he said, the pieces were so different. So when we were growing up, they were all just basic pieces. But But now they're so intricate and they have different angles and stuff to obviously suit the pictures that are being made. But his would have looked good. 
like <laughs> you got to use your imagination, mm-hmm. but it would have looked like this just wonky car. That of had course, three but wheels. it got reused. Think about the price of Lego to yeah, make it of, once and then it, not use it. Think of it actually looking good. Anyway, that's not the point of what sure, I wanted to sure, get sure, to. Sure. Yes, he made some incredible things with mm-hmm. it. But we were, he said to me, oh, I need to get the app. And I said, what app? And he said, you know, there's a Lego, uh, an app, mum, where you hold it above your Lego. So you tip out your Lego from your box. No. You hold it above the, the phone above the Lego, take a picture in this app, and it tells you, like almost gives you an instruction of what you no can make way. with the Lego that is in front of you. Oh, my yes. God. Is that AI? I'm still trying to work out what AI is. <laughs> I think that's uh, AI. Okay. I don't know. Uh, is it? I don't know. Anyway, I said, what's it called? And he couldn't remember. And I don't know. I haven't looked it up since. If you know what it is, 131060. But then he said... Like, that's cool. That's it, awesome. It's a, a, unbelievable. Great idea. But then he said, you know, they have the same thing for pantries. And this is when my mind oh was blown. And I was like, this is amazing. What? You can just hold it over the ingredients. He said, you hold it over your fridge or like open the fridge door and hold, hold it over the fridge and your pantry. And it will come up with like 30 different recipes you can use that uses everything. you Like, you don't need to go get anything else other than the items it's seen in the picture. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go home and take a photo of my beer and QP mayo <laughs> and see what 30 recipes it comes up with. But isn't that like an awesome idea? I know this sounds sceptical, because, but I don't believe him. Well, that I'm just a- sounds impossible. Well, again, 131060, if you know what that app is too, because I don't remember what that one was called either. Melissa's called up. Melissa, what are you calling up about? Uh, the app. You're talking oh, about. yeah. Do you know what it's – which one, the Lego one or the, the pantry one? The Lego one. <clears throat> and what's it called, Melissa? It's called Ricket. Ricket. Oh, have you used it? Ricket. I'm, I, I haven't yet, but Melissa, I'm, a big I'm, Lego, I'm a big Lego fan, so I'm uh, right across all the uh, Lego jargon. I've written it down even though I don't own any Lego. <laughs> 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 um, Melissa, you don't happen to know what the pantry one's called, frigid or something. I don't, no. no I'm more interested very... in the Lego stuff. It... Frigid is a dating okay, thanks, app when Mel. no one meets up. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, I'm tempted to find out what that app is and to go try it in my pantry yes. in a minute. We should do that. 131060, though, it got me thinking about the apps that change your life. We've all got the same apps on our phone we've had for ages. How often do you download something really new that's like, this has changed how... I do my life. Like if you had that pantry app on, I reckon there's that would save you so much money at the grocery store because you end up using what you've got rather than going and buying more. Yes, yeah. Life-changing. Yeah, I know. Jesse, I remember you telling me about a life-changing app. Do you still oh, have no. Ashley Madison? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jesse's face. I was like, I don't it's remember what app this so is going to be. <laughs> Why did I think it was going to be now something real? Red. <laughs> <laughs> 131060, what is the app that's changed your life that we all need to know about, that we all should be using, that's going to make life so much easier? Yes. Carrie and Tommy. 131060, life-changing apps. Yep. I discovered two apps last night. Cannot remember what they're called already. One was called Bricket, where you take a photo over the random Lego that you've got in a box and it will tell you the instructions for how to make something. And that got us talking about one where you go scan this app into your fridge and pantry and using all the ingredients that it sees, it comes up with recipes so you don't have to go to the shops and buy anything new. Yes, and then there was that one you told me about in the song, um, Kush Scan which tells you about all the different types of weed and has a gallery <laughs> and different Crystal. Uh, Welcome, of, Crystal. Okay. Hi, how are you going? Good. What app has changed your life that we all need to get on? It's called Yoga. It's an app my girlfriend introduced me to because we have a really bad tendency of buying junk food and sometimes thinking we're buying healthy stuff, but it's not. So um, you scan the barcode of the product and it comes up with a really basic thing where it's either good or bad. Um, It gives it a score out of 100. And um, if it's a bad one, it gives you recommendations for similar products that aren't, I guess, unhealthy. That's a great idea. What's it called? We missed it cut out when you said, what's it called? It's called Yucca, Y-U-K-A. Awesome, because when you buy kids' stuff all the time, I'm like, am I just buying something that's full of sugar even though it says healthy on the front? Oh, that would be very I handy. was going to say, isn't that what the star rating is already? Yeah, but the star rating's so hard oh, to understand anyway. Okay, yeah. sure. Sorry, can I say something about the star rating? You're going to anyway. Oh, God, AW, here we go. <laughs> no, no, oh. Jesse told me this. I thought it was how healthy something was, so from one to five stars, but it's only within its category. Of course. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Everyone knew that. But that also, blew my mind. It's so yeah, because I was I like, these pea snaps are healthy, but they're not. They're only healthier than they also um, make you fart. Pringles. Side note: They should mm. have that on the. This pack is from the, the two people who thought they were real peas. <laughs> 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 they look like peas in they our defence. Yeah, they, do. they look Aaron, like dried peas. Yeah, come on, Erin. Erin, what's the app that's changed your life? Oh, I've got two. I've got the Supercook app. Um, and basically you just either verbally dictate what you've got in your cupboard and it will pull it all up and it will bring you up thousands, like literally thousands of recipes to choose oh, from. Yes. So that's fun. And then I also convinced my husband to buy a new fridge um, unless Samsung wanted to quote me um, and pay me. But, yeah, Samsung fridge, you actually scan in your, like, your ingredients um, and when it expires and when it's got, like, three days to come up, it will say, oh. you know, you Pork mint is um, expiring, and you can say what kind of recipes you want from that. That's but hold on, weird. as you're packing the fridge, once you've been at the shop, you've got to scan each item in, or it naturally scans what's in there. So you can, I'd literally just put in mint, and then I'll put the expiry date, and then I'll hit add. It literally takes like 10 seconds. Oh, and then, oh, yeah. Nah, that. it's too much work for me already, Erin. Well, if there was a husband... system where it <laughs> looked what was in there itself, worked it out and put yeah. it on the little thing. I'm all for that. And then it took it out itself. And oh, that's frosted it. At the footy yeah. now, when you buy stuff at the, like at the bar or with the food, you just walk in, scan your card on the way in, and the cameras watch what you take and you just walk straight out. Actually, you know, I had another thing the other day when I was at Uniqlo. I went there with a whole basket full of clothes and you just put it in this other basket that's there at the weighing yeah, machine yes. and it works out all the separate items, what they are, yes. and gives you the amount so you don't scan them through one by one, except for then I got to the door and it beeped. And the guy goes, oh, it hasn't scanned some of your things. We need to go back and you'll need to do them one by one. And, and I was did like, did you have to well, remove all the things that you put in your pocket? No. I then just said, don't worry about it. I don't want it then. I could not go back to the back of the line and wait 20 minutes to scan my items. So the system doesn't work. Okay. Okay. Who else we got? We've got Michael. G'day. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah, pretty good. What is the app that changed your life? Uh, look, I don't know what it's called either, but my daughter came into my room last night and said, I've got 62 items of clothing. And I said, oh, that's very specific. Did you count them? She said, yeah, I took photos of them all and put them on the app and it organises outfits for me. Wow. And these were like like, high definition photos. So she took these photos and it would create outfits with identical clothing um, in different categories with everything, handbags. Yeah, this will be so useful for all of my plain black and plain white (laughs) t-shirts and one pair of pants. Carrie and Tommy. Yes, and Bickers, um, you won't believe what I got up to last night. I reckon I could give you a hundred guesses, Mm -hmm. and I've never done this thing at this time. Oh, yeah, and I did it last night. And will I start doing it every night? Did you enjoy it? Um, at the time I enjoyed it. Yes. Yes. But upon reflection, I think it was wholly unnecessary. Oh. Yeah. I'll tell you about it next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. So much still to come in the show, including, uh, still somehow a segment we've been doing for a long time, yet every single person often still gets it wrong. Yes. That's happening just after A 10 grand family holiday up for grabs as well today. But right now, I'm fascinated by this. So you did something last night that you've never done before mm -hmm. at this time? So because I have a new alarm clock. What do you use as an alarm clock? My phone. Your phone. Okay. Producer Sonda, what do you use as an alarm clock? My phone, but I don't want to. Don't you? I don't want my phone in my bedroom. Don't you? No. Just go get an old school alarm. I tried and then yep. I couldn't figure out how to use it. Yeah, they're so annoying to set. All of those things are quite standard things to yeah. use. Um, I have a new alarm. It is in the form of two guard dogs. Um, I've got oh, these, your puppy's waking you I've up. I've got these ferocious meter high stop saying that. Dobermans. People don't understand that. It's a joke. And, You've got um, two little fluff balls. And <laughs> I wake up as soon as they start barking, right? Because they're up. They're what not time do they get up? Bed. Um, usually just after six mm. and, um, this morning I heard the first bark and I, I ran downstairs cause I like to get to them quickly because otherwise they keep barking and I don't want them to wake up my housemate. Right. And so That's very considerate. Yeah. Well, he doesn't need to wake up every morning cause of my dogs. So anyway, I go downstairs 
and they're so excited to see me and i'm excited to see them as well and i open their little because they're in a puppy pen i'm sorry i open their huge cage that contains <laughs> the wild you take beasts. off their muzzles i take the muzzles yeah. off yeah. yeah i take their shock collars off all of those things <laughs> and then um i do what i always do I quickly open the back door and run outside with them so hopefully they pee before peeing on the floor in excitement because a new day is here and then i just do my normal routine so i, I go inside and I, um, I make their, their breakfast, I get mm-hmm. them their dry food, and then while they're eating their dry food, I get they have these like um, uh, indented plate things that you smear, like you can, it can be anything, it can be peanut butter, it can be um, like a little fish things, because then they, it takes them a long time to lick them, and oh. that buys me like 20 minutes to have a shower, right? right? So, because they don't bark while they're licking their licky plates. And so this is I've, really like having kids. Yeah, Just whack in front yeah. of the TV to buy yourself 20 minutes for something. Yes, <laughs> yes. I haven't learned to do. I got told, did you know that Bluey is made in all colours that dogs can see? I saw that the other day. That's why dogs I, love watching it. Yes, I yes. didn't know that. Yes. Anyway, so now all I watch is Bluey. And so we, <laughs> the dogs are looking at these looking plates and I, I go back upstairs to get in the shower. And I thought, that's funny because often the dogs get up in the dark. Um, but usually by the time I've done this, it's taken about half an hour and usually it's starting to get light. Mm. And I thought, it's still quite dark. I wonder what the time is. And I checked the time on my phone and it was 2.50 a.m. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just assumed it was 6 a.m., but of it course. was 2 a.m. I didn't even check. Cause and I you did your again. whole morning routine at 2 a.m. <laughs> I, I, I took them outside to go to the woo. Oh. I got their breakfast ready. And then I got their licky plates ready. Then they were outside licking their licky plates. They're thinking this is an absolute banana. Brilliant. We were yeah. not expecting two licky pads like, in one night. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Midnight party. Let's go. How good is this? And then I had to, like, wait for them to finish their – because they go nuts if you try and take their like their Licky food off them, away. and they take like twenty minutes. So then I just had to oh sit God, with my dog. Awake. Yeah, sit with in my dog in the middle of the night yep, outside um, for twenty minutes, just patting them while they licked away until they got to the oh. end of that. And then I took myself up, and it was at about three ten. I put my head back. I put them back in their puppy pen, their cage, their furious cage. And then I went back upstairs and thought, oh, I can put my head back oh. down at three ten. And of course, then they woke me up. At imagine 6, imagine them waking up then 45 minutes later and doing it again. And then you're just getting them down and then another 45 minutes waking up again. Don't get angry at me for you having again. kids. No, but that is <laughs> that, that feeling you have is what new parents have. Only yeah. They often only get like 10 minutes before they're back up again. Yeah, but it's different because I knew what I was getting into when I got dogs. But parents seem to be shocked every time when they have a baby that <laughs> it's a bit of hard work. <laughs> oh, gosh, you won't believe it. This baby is tough and it's all the time. Hey, all you seem to be talking about on this show is your new dog. So I mm. think you might have discovered it's harder than you thought too. It's actually not. They're pretty good. Like, because like, cause there's two of them. You're insufferable. Because well, there's two of them, they work together. Oh, like, I got home yeah. the other night, Just and like obviously twins. one was shaking and one was stirring because my martini that they'd made was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to know, when did you get the time wrong? Because I just assumed it was their normal wake-up time and then spent – a good 45 minutes from about 2.30 in the morning. I wonder up. if people have rocked up to work, like wrong day, wrong time. Oh, absolutely. And just started and someone's gone, why are you here? Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I used to work at concerts for a, a very brief time in my life and every concert there would be about 10 people who had the day wrong. Oh. And when it was a good oh, time, was you, producer Sonda. I rocked up to a flight in Hong Kong and they said they wouldn't let me on. I was a little bit late and I wept. And they were like, we can't let you on because you're a whole day early. Oh. <laughs> and what did you do? Just sit at the airport or did you go back? No, I got myself a, a really airport nice hotel, hotel room. Mm. Yeah. 131060, wrong place, wrong time. Give us a call. Carrie and Tommy. My puppies uh, wake me up every morning instead of my alarm and I'm quick to get downstairs and get to them before my housemate uh, wakes up as well. And that's usually at about 10 past six in the morning. And so this morning I heard the first bark, ran downstairs, I fed them, I took them outside, I put their licky pads Let together them do their to wheeze. occupy them. Yeah, and then I got back upstairs to have my shower to get the day going and it was only 2.50 a.m. <laughs> G'day, Nathan. Hello. Oh. What happened? Uh, I uh, got up at 2am instead of 6am. 
Why? Oh, I must have set the alarm wrong and uh, got up, went, was halfway to work and was like, oh, damn. <laughs> Tell cool you what, story. You are a storyteller <laughs> and a half mate. Thank you. I will say just said what you said. Philip, he got up at two and he normally gets up at six. Yeah. G'day, Philip. <laughs> Hey guys, I think I can one-up that. A little bit of a better storyteller here. <laughs> I'd be more impressed if you were worse, Philip. <laughs> Go for it, brother. What happened? Yeah, so the, my local um, my local uh, corner shop got robbed, and uh, just coincidentally, I was wearing the same clothes as the person that robbed the place. The police oh. was chasing him. When they turned the corner, the police um, tackled me down and got me and took me oh my in. God. Yeah. And were you taken in? You got arrested? Yeah, I got arrested when I was trying to tell him you guys got the wrong guy. Um, I got stuck in a jail cell for four, a good four hours trying to explain myself. Oh, my God, Philip. And, and then, Philip, what ended up vindicating you? Was it CCTV? Um, I, think it was the, I think it was the shoes. The shoes, uh, when, they, yeah, when they did the CCTV, the shoes showed uh, we had different colour shoes on, but we were oh. just both dressed in black. Cool story, but imagine if you got up at 2 a.m. and drove yes. to work and then halfway there realised <laughs> and went home. I've just got um, one more question just for Philip. Um, Philip, firstly, obviously yes. it would have been um, scary, but um, congratulations on getting away with the robbery. <laughs> <laughs> That's nah. a good trick, change of shoes. Change, always bring a change yeah. of shoes. Good. Ella, hey Ella. Hey, how are you going? Good. When did you get the time wrong and the place perhaps? Well, I'm a school teacher and I took 100 kids to Sydney to do a bunch of stuff and I had um, $7,000 worth of tickets to see Saturday Night Fever and we all got dressed up in our swinging 60s gear and I sent the kids into Darling Harbour for dinner and we were just trying to work out the meeting time and I said, it's going to be 7 o'clock and the kids are going, no, Miss, we looked it up at 7.30 and I looked at the tickets and I said, guys, look, I'm looking at the tickets and I realised that I had the tickets for the night before. Oh, Ella. So, <laughs> oh, so you'd missed it all. We missed the, and it was actually the red carpet night and we'd missed it all. Oh. And so the teachers, like, I told one other teacher and I just said, just send them into Darling Harbour for dinner. And I just rang every ticket tech, like, person I could get a hold of anyway. Someone super duper high up in the ranks. I was sobbing on the phone going, I'm going to lose my job. And... Um, they did what they could. They said, look, we can't seat you all together, but we can get you in tonight. And it oh. ended up being like VIP night. And there was all the Sydney celebs that were sitting next to all the kids from oh. Port. How so much did it they, cost you? No, they gave them to us for free. Oh, that's so oh. nice. That's lovely. <laughs> it sounds like it was a better experience because you got the VIP treatment. Yeah, except for about two hours of like shaky, like Stress, phone yes. calls and sobbing. <laughs> yeah, but amazing in the end. But holy moly, all these kids dressed in disco and nowhere to go. Out so, of interest, Ella, when you say all the A-list celebs were there, who who was there? Well, <laughs> well, um, I ended up having um, Alan Pattis sitting next to me, and I had uh, had the urge to hog the armrest. And wiggle really, really wild and clap and scream really outrageously next to him. But um, there was a bunch of rugby players and, and the glamorous wags. So that was a bit fun for the girls to check out all the dresses. And, yeah, it was good. It was great in the end. Do you think they were all wondering why a giant school group was there scattered amongst them? Yes, if you were going to see Saturday Night Fever, yeah. yes, especially you know a VIP, it's the VIP night. night, and then you've got all these kids dressed from the sixties. <laughs> well, maybe if they were dressed like that, they didn't realise they were school kids. It was a good. Do you know what I mean? Just thought he's a, a very, very youthful young old audience. Man. Yes, <laughs> Scott, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I did the same thing as um. Oh, I think his name's Tommy. Did the same thing as he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, except it What's wasn't with on? my dog, it was with my kids. Yeah. I got them up at 3 a.m. <laughs> what, and, why? Yeah. Why did you get oh, them up at 3 a.m.? I had my alarm set and I didn't realise I set it for 
3 a.m. instead of 6. Jesse. I just wasn't watching. Jesse. Is this the same? Is this our producers? Is it, we is we need the, to have a chat. Is it the same As guy the guy, Nathan, before he got up back? at 2 and went to work. Nathan's just hung up and gone, I'll call back as God. But it doesn't surprise me that these are the sort of people that set their alarm wrong. It surprises you know, me that they Sometimes I said it, sometimes but, I don't. But it surprises you know? me that they're early they're your to people. anything with how slow they talk. Carrie <laughs> and Tommy. Yeah, that is where you're at for your Thursday afternoon. And there is another show that you should be seeing too. Yes, this weekend is the last weekend of my stand-up comedy tour, Rapidly Aging F-Boy. I'm doing an encore show. We've just raised more tickets in Brisbane. Um, and also I'm hitting the gong, Wollongong, TommyLittle.com. Dot au if you want to grab some tickets. I'd love thank to see you. you there. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. When there's something in your life that you really like, you say thank you. Thank you. But if there's something going on that can take a hike, you say no thank you. No thank you. No thank you. Gary and Tommy's thank you or no thank you. Can I kick things off because... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, she's going to sneeze. Oh, Bless sorry. You. Thank you. Thank you. I love a sneeze <laughs> so much. Thank you to sneezes. One of the best things. Why? What? What do you mean? Why do you the, love a sneeze? the most amazing feeling ever. The most amazing fact, feeling I, ever. I, I get to sneeze <laughs> three something. times in a row, it's so joyful. It's meant to be seven. What do you mean seven? Um, Is the equivalent? Yes. Is that right? Yes. I oh, know, I'm happy with one or two. Maybe Anyway. Key. Um, can I kick things off? <laughs> yes, you can. Um, I want to say a big no thank you to adults that play Spoto. Because my friend... <laughs> with children, though? No. I play, no, no, be... sorry. I'm happy if you do that. Okay. No, my pr- friend plays Spoto when we're driving the car, and I, I, I get angry, and then I get involved. And now I'm playing Spoto, and it's... Obsessive. What's the rules for your spotto? Is it to do with cars that you see, like the blue, a blue yellow, Volkswagen? Or yellow a... cars. How does that work for you being colourblind? No, I can seem to see yellow, although I do say spotto a lot. So <laughs> maybe, I'm getting, maybe I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> I want to say a big no thank you to my children who don't understand how light switches work. Like oh. they don't even know that there are any, I don't think. They're just on all the time. So, I've become like my father who just goes around the house once I've left for school, turning off light, light switches just mm-hmm. under my breath, abusing them. You're, you're one <laughs> step away from yelling, we don't live in a tent exactly. and then shutting doors. <laughs> but it doesn't matter now because lights are LEDs, so the power oh, you use is almost yeah. nothing. Is that right? It's yeah. More to turn Oh, yeah. my God, the energy I'm expending oh, by so, turning lights yes. off. No, sleep with them on. Oh, You're what fine. a relief. Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 131060, if you want to get involved, if you've got anything or anyone that you want to say thank you or no thank you to, we'd love to hear from you. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Thank you. No, thank you. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. That's so that you really like you say thank you thank you but if there's something going on that can take a hike you say no thank you no thank you no thank you Carrie and Tommy's thank you or no thank you um I'm so sorry it's been a long time that we've been doing this and I think I've only just worked out why people get it wrong why because this segment was born out of um, us in London when we were broadcasting live from London. And so we were saying, thank you, and no thank you. And I think when you lose the English accent... Oh, it's yeah. just thank you or no thank yes. you. Mm. To be fair, though, as soon as you add an F, it does sound a bit English. Hello, hello. Thank you. Doesn't it? Do they all say thank you? Thank you, Governor. Jackson, you know yep. how to say it, don't you? No, thank you to people who snap bars of chocolate in the shopping centres before you buy them. Oh. Do they? What, specifically, Jackson, what bars? What are we talking about? Uh, any bar, really. Not just a single but, but, bar. Just any bar. But, Jackson, really. you, can't, you can't snap a Mars bar. Yeah, you can. Right in half. You can. Yeah, right what in half. What do you mean? You can, sn- <laughs> you can snap it. No, well, it just yeah, bends. You can snap it. 
Well, bend either way. Jackson. You're getting really bogged down in no, the language. No, because I'm just thinking of all the bars. I reckon about a, a crunchy or a violet crumble are the mm. only ones you can snap. Kit Kat. It's not a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chunky is. Yeah. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> Good on you, Jackson. What about Belinda? Belinda, what do you want to say? Funk you or no funk you too? <laughs> no, hell no funk you. <laughs> <laughs> to what? <laughs> my robo bank that run over my puppy's dog poo and spread it over my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a thank you to your robo vac, and I've been thinking about getting one, but you're saying no thank you. Until Monday, it was a thank you, but now it's a no thank you. Well, to the person who programmed it, maybe. Oh, to turn on by itself. <laughs> so so did, it, um, did the dog poo inside? Yes, she did. She says she's a puppy. She's only eight months. And I've got three teenage boys who should be taking her outside when they get home from school. But they didn't. And I get a phone call frantically. Mum, we stuffed up the dog who's been run over by the vacuum cleaner. How far through the house did it go? Okay, so we've got uh, quite a large lounge room. So it went in the lounge room, the corridor, and the entrance to my bedroom. Oh, Oh, gross. What what surfaces are we talking, Belinda? Oh, solid surfaces, which was a plus. Oh, thank God. But it's still stuck in the the vacuum Vacuum cleaner. cleaner. I can't get it out. Disgusting. Oh, Oh. Jessie, so, Carrie, you... if you're going to get one, make sure yep. you don't have a dog that's going to be inside. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I'll make sure I keep my number twos in the toilet as well, you know. Good stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Liam. We've got Liam who's 10 as well. Lots of 10-year-olds want to say thank you or no thank you today. Liam, what do you want to say thank you or no thank you to? Oh, I want to say no thank you to boyfriend and girlfriends at primary school. Oh, why? Just the concept of them. Yeah. I realised that was a, a quite an adult phrase. Um, Liam, Liam <laughs> do you have – is, is this because you've had one and it hasn't worked out or you just don't like when other people, like your friends, just, have them? Just don't like it when other people have it. Have yeah, them. too young, you reckon, Liam? Yep. And also, yep. when I want to play footy with them, they just want to hang out with them. Oh, this is a, a This is a start, yeah. Liam, because from here on out, girls will just ruin your life, so you should get used to it. Big no thank you. To girlfriends and boyfriends at school. Liam, did you say thank you with an F or a TH? I'm an F. Good boy. Good one, Liam. Thank you. Carrie and Tommy. It's time for Bickmore's Bits. Here we go now. Do you remember Bardo? Yes, of course I do. I loved Bardo. Poison. I'll name I'll name one of the members of Bardo and then you name some others. Yeah. Um, um, Sophie Monk. Yes, Belinda. Oh, you've got them written down. <laughs> Chantel. Ke- Kelly. Was there? I don't Wait, think there was is, a Kelly. Was Kelly Katie. Underwood? Katie Underwood. Katie Underwood. Anyway, uh, there is a tell-all book that's been released by former Bardo member Belinda Chapel, and she said she oh, wrote it shortly Chappell. after the um, the band broke up years ago, like this is 20 years ago, hmm. and never did anything with it, um, and now she wants to tell her story. Um, I can't believe it's been 20 years since they were around. I don't know if you remember at the time. Sorry. They came out, they were on fire, and then they kind of dissipated after like two years, and no one really knew what happened. It was when Sophie Monk had signed to do a, a solo career, and yes. then the girls all sat down and told um, you're not needed anymore. Do you know, I reckon the most interesting thing that I remember from Bardo was their album cover involved one of them um, holding a clear leash, that uh, clear plastic leash down to a dog, but because it was clear and plastic, it looked like she was urinating on the dog. Oh, no, I don't mm. remember that. Mm. Anyway, she was talking about how little money they received back in the day. So she'd heard rumours that perhaps over the time, their first year of sales, um, their gross profits from sales, merch, gigs, appearance fees probably came in at around $27 million, But what? all they got... Each day was a thirty-five dollar a day per diem. Twenty-seven million. Yeah, and they'd get thirty-five bucks a day, and it'd be in an envelope at the end of the week. And often they were shortchanged. She said everyone thought we were like squillionaires, and that's all we made from being in the group. Twenty-seven million. Yeah. I mean, that's what her, she said the estimate was that they'd made. But anyway, they didn't see any of the 27 mil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I've got to say, we were doing thank you or no thank you before. I've got to yeah. say a big no thank you to the bees in Canada. Five million of them that fell off the back of a truck. Oh, my gosh. Five million is a lot of bees buzzing around. 
Apparently beekeeper Michael Barber woke up on Wednesday morning and he had all these calls from police who were like, we need help. And they put out the call to all the local beekeepers and he got he arrived at the scene of the crime mm-hmm. and there's a pretty crazy cloud of bees, he said, who were very angry, very confused and very homeless. Um, they told all the drivers around the area to keep their windows up and pedestrians to stay oh. home as they set about trying to uh, capture the five million bees. And they reckon they got most of them except for about 100 um, that died. That's a pretty good ratio. It's a ratio. pretty amazing effort, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. That's one of my biggest fears, having bees in an enclosed space anyway. What do you mean? Like being, say if a door was open here... And even just... A swarm came through. Oh, nah, nah. I think no? since I saw My Girl, it was like... Oh, oh didn't that leave a yeah. mark on you? My Girl, yeah. so sad. Such a good song, though. It is a good song. But that I reckon, you know, there's, there's shows or movies that absolutely changed how you feel about the world. That was one of those yep. movies, I Jaws felt, and My Girl. I felt the same about Stand By Me and Leeches. <laughs> oh, my God, Stand By Me and Leeches, yes. Yes. Um, and finally, a TikTok star has divided opinion. Sophia Franklin uh, has a podcast. Don't ask me what the podcast is called. But on her podcast, she was interviewing Leo Skeppy. I don't know who Leo Skeppy is. I'm just telling you a whole bunch of names. that I don't know who these people are. Anyway, they were having a conversation about dating, and she was saying that she um, has def- decided to just be efficient, she calls it, when dating now in how she asks questions on her first dates. Have a listen. I'm not joking. I have asked the last three dudes I've dated for their bank account info on the first date. Why do you ask for that? Because I only want to date a wealthy guy that has money. Valid, so you're getting straight to the point. Oh, it, my God. Oh, my God. Main oh, my God. Is oh, my she God. She us? is being efficient. Oh, we, she, that, that <laughs> is a good. Kick it to the curb so quickly. Well, oh she said God. the reason she's like that is because she's very successful in her own right. She says, I have the effing right to be, hey, are we on the same level or not? Or am I wasting my time? I want to know. There's no point going through a date and finding out at the end that we were never in the same league to start with. So she asked them straight out. So if she, so, rich right, women can't say so you can't talk unless you got your oh voice on. Oh my god! <laughs> so rich women can't date broke men. Apparently, I, for me it's different. You is know? it? Is it? Yeah, right. as long as they're hot. Where's I don't your mate going? Oh, is I'm just weird? so done with that chick. She just yeah, yeah she's I've, no I've, good. I, I don't <laughs> even know what my voice is anymore. I've lost it a little bit too. <laughs> I mean, mine went American, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> okay, let's go. Carrie and Tommy. Tomorrow, guys, we're going to find out how you went in the big old scary house thanks to Disney's Haunted Mansion, which is in cinemas now, and someone is going to win a $10,000 family holiday. I can tell you how we went. We hated it. That's exactly what we're going to say tomorrow because I think it's going to be one of the worst things we've ever done in our dialogue. I reckon I'm going to love it. And, of course, people just have to guess who is going to chicken out first. And I'm feeling confident. So if you have left... Don't be fooled by him. If you've left your guess late, I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling... Yeah. You'll cry. (laughs) Do you reckon you can make yourself cry just right then? Absolutely. He's done that. He does it all the time. time. (laughs) <laughs> you haven't done it in a while, though. I did it last week. You just didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up next? Oh, coming up. Um, of course, yesterday we had Alexis and Lachlan, um, two uh, very little people, five years old, review mm. my um, my kid's book, uh, Who Took My Nuts. But coming up very shortly, we've got a, a proper professional author who has done eight kids' books joining us, and we're going to get a review from him. Stay with us. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Because, as you know, I have an elderly man that lives with me. <laughs> Your housemate, John John. Johnny boy. Um, 15 years my senior. It's nice to have Is a resident. 15 years older than you? Yes. I can't work out whether that means he's immature or you're mature. We're both immature. immature. Yeah, I think that's the conclusion. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Johnny, just to paint the picture, if um, if you haven't been familiar with his work on our show, he doesn't get the names for anything correct. Like it's a Johnny version is just the actual name slightly off. That can be people, places, I think it's things. an age thing. Do I'll reckon? be doing that soon. No, I'm already kind of doing that. I reckon that. he's done it forever. We were at the pub once and it was uh, we met these new people and it was a girl's birthday and we all sung. We had her name. We've been given her name. And we all sung happy birthday. Oh, and so no. in the song, her name was used, right? And then as it died down, Johnny decided to lead the cheers oh, God. and he charged his glass and oh, said, no. happy birthday, Damo. Oh, what? <laughs> to a girl? Yes. 
Why did it call Damo? Damo? Oh, I don't know. Who, was Damo there? No, there was no one called Damo there. What was her name? Anna. <laughs> <laughs> was it a joke? No, no, he he, he thinks oh, in that bless. split second and then he realises because everyone, like silence and everyone turns to him and he just knows, he's like, well, I got that one wrong. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny asked me last night, he asked me, um, oh, how's Who Dis going? And I said, <laughs> Who Dis? And I said, what? sorry? And he goes, you know, your, your kid's book, Who Dis? What? And I said, Johnny, do you think the name your of book? my book about, about nuts is called Who Dis? And he goes, oh, no, it's called Who Dis Has Me Nuts. But <laughs> <laughs> I was playing on my, my, my book. is called Who Took My Nuts, which according to Johnny is Who Dis Has Me Nuts. I mean, to be fair, it's the same sentiment. It's quite catchy. Who Dis Has Me Nuts. Who Dis Has Me Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but then we went down to um, a cafe this morning and I just got treated to just a beautiful interaction um, because we walked into the cafe <laughs> and the woman who works there saw my, my shoes and she goes, I love your shoes. I was wearing these Jordans and she goes, I love them. And I said, oh, thanks. And she goes, they're so awesome. And then there was a bit of silence and Johnny leaned in and he goes, what do you think of my shoes? Oh, my God. What was <laughs> he wearing? And, and then she looked down oh and God, when he was stop. hoping for a confident, <laughs> a compliment, she said, um, they look practical and comfortable. <laughs> and he goes, are you joking? What you were just they? described remedial shoes. Yes. Does he wear, remember when you wore remedial shoes for a bit? I, they were just yes. Nikes. No, they weren't. They had too <laughs> thick a sole for you. It, I'd no. already worn them on, on international TV. I know you had. Yeah, that's what was funny about it. <laughs> hey guys, coming up next, we actually have a professional author on that to is, review. We do. That is very hurtful. It was exactly the way I planned it. There'll um, be two professional authors then. And to review who dis have your nuts, is that what it is? That's what my housemate <laughs> thinks it is, yes. We'll do it next. Carrie and Tommy. Because it's not just any Thursday, it is the eve of what has to be one of the biggest days What's in happening? kids' book Friday. history. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, kids' book is in stores tomorrow. And who took is... my nuts? Who took my nuts? It's not a question nuts? to the listeners. That's what your book's called. No, but if you know who took mine as well, I would appreciate knowing where they are. <laughs> um, but another fantastic book that is coming out tomorrow is called Your Head's Not the Place to Store Problems In, and it is by the fantastic musician and also a kids' book author who joins us now, Josh Pike. G'day, Josh. G'day, my fellow author. Mate, I did not know we were getting a it's release a on the off. same day. It's a book off. It's the classic, it's the classic Australian book off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel also, like... you guys are silly. Not, well, you've already got your books out before, Josh, but not having them in a week before book week was, I mean, I a I mistake. Know. I, know. I know. What an opportunity missed, but, uh, you know. And also, also two days before Father's Day, I don't feel like we've given people a lot of time. Yes, if it was Mother's Day, it would be perfect because dads are usually very late to buy the presents. <laughs> yes. But mothers have bought your present yes. about a month ago. <laughs> well, that is a very good point. Very good point. <laughs> um, Josh, I, because I'm obviously new to the kids' book game world, I was unaware that you've been um, doing this for some time now. I have, yeah. This will be my, my book that's coming out uh, on Friday is my eighth. Uh, kids' book. That's so, amazing, yeah. Josh. Yeah, I love it. It's it's really great. It's just a, a different type of creativity that you know. It's really very rewarding. I got to say, I um enjoyed the process even more than I thought I was going to because you get to create a world that you hope kids will enjoy and get lost in. Um, what is it that you love about it? Yeah, it's definitely part of that. It's like sort of reconnecting with that you know sense of play and you know in your not to give away the secret of your book, but a squirrel. Called Tyrrell, you know, that's uh, you don't get to usually talk about that kind of stuff in your adult life, so it's a way of connecting back with you know your childhood sort of imagination. Um, but mostly it's like for me, it's sort of you know, as I say, it's my eighth book, and when kids come up and tell me that they've enjoyed my books or that they, you know, I've seen a, a few kids get dressed up as my characters for book week and stuff like that. Yeah. It's honestly, I find that like more exciting than yeah. when I've had albums charting. You know what I mean? Aww. It's just like there's something sort of very authentic about about that kind of, you know, kids aren't jaded, you know, so it's, it's very authentic engagement, which I really like. Now, obviously, the topics of your latest book are very different from each other. Um, Tommy's book's about a squirrel whose um, nuts were stolen. Mm. Um, yours is called Your Head's Not the Place to store problems. Uh, talk to us about what um, your book's talking about. 
my book is it's sort of about the idea that you know we live in a in a busy and complicated messy world and you know certainly having my own kids uh we always really encourage them to to tell us what's on their mind because you know even as an adult i know that you know storing things up and locking them down and pushing them down is just it's not the way to deal with your problems so it's yeah the idea is that you know everyone has these cluttered minds and we don't need to keep all this stuff inside and we should let it out and share it because as soon as we do they become sort of less less frightening thoughts which uh you know certainly helped in with my kids lives over the years i know you haven't asked for a review josh but i i'm going to as a fellow author i'm going to <laughs> oh my god um, can we have a review off can you both review each other's books yeah well i was going to get stuck in anyway like i said i know josh didn't <laughs> you didn't ask. um firstly i love it it's fantastic I think, thank you i think it's got a great message i love the illustrations too they're so awesome is this the same illustrator that you have used before stephen michael king no, so Stephen Michael King is a, a kid's literary giant. He's a real hero of mine. And uh, before I was even writing kids' books, we had a bunch of his books at home that we just absolutely loved. So we actually met each other at a at an author event one time, and I was like, oh, my God, I love your stuff. And he was like, oh, we love your music in our family. And, and then several years later, um, this book has emerged. But I've I've had a different illustrator for every book I've done, I think, oh, apart from, yeah, one one was a series, so I had the same illustrator for that. But your your illustrations are beautiful as well. Uh, Lucinda Gifford, did you know her prior to the uh, process? I did not know her, and to be honest, I still don't. I um. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we do you never meet? I guess you wouldn't meet each other. Does she just get your get no? The words like and... we we go back and forward on. I got her to draw some squirrels, and they said, oh, they could be a bit more kind of crazy looking and things like that. And I would like the, the main squirrel, the little girl squirrel in it to have glasses. Cause my niece has glasses. Um, and so, but that, that's kind of the extent of our, I've never met her in real life. How crazy yeah. you've collaborated. You've got this beautiful product you've put out into the world. I guess it's like when you hear um, artists talk about doing cartoons and recording like voiceovers for voice yes. work, they often never actually are in the same room, but you go on to watch this beautiful thing created. But... Well, it's a weird thing though with the kids book world. I've found that, um, often the publishers do like keep the authors and the illustrators separate. And when I did my very first oh. book with a, a different publisher uh, years ago, they they were like, oh yeah. I was like, can I meet the, the illustrator? They're like, yeah, we don't really, you know, keep you in contact. So I just hit him up on Instagram and went out a beer with him <laughs> and, and, uh, and did it myself. And I think it's, it's lovely to, uh, to collaborate if you can in person. Cause it's, but why don't they know. want you to Josh? Like what's their meant? Sorry. What's their motivation for that? Is it so that, you get more of a pure result because you're not. No. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's probably because you know as when you're writing the words you have a certain so for me right with this book uh, my my most recent one when I wrote the book in my mind the characters were humans and then when Stephen Michael King ah. took the the uh, text and made his you know his vision they were all these animals and creatures and so maybe in the past they've had. Uh, authors that you know butt heads with the illustrators but I, I was just like oh man do do what you think is right you know i'm, oh, I'm not an awesome. illustrator so yeah it's, it's i think it's a matter of like sort of allowing the illustrator to have their sort of unadulterated creative vision fulfilled in the same way that the the author gets that opportunity to have as well you have a much um less cynical mind than than mine josh <laughs> because i assume it's if we chat directly to the illustrator, we will cut out the publisher for the next one. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Going indie, going the indie route. Um, Josh, as I said, your book is out uh, tomorrow, which will be Friday the 1st. Your head's not the place to store problems in by Josh Pike. Grab yourself a copy. It's fantastic. Josh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Carrie and Tommy. Guys, we've been celebrating the release of Disney's Haunted Mansion, which is in cinemas now by putting you guys into a big old scary house and you are going in tonight. Our house. Oh, my God. There's a big old scary house. Our house. Oh, my God. There's a big old scary house. Carrie and Tommy's big old scary house. Ooh. Disney's Haunted Mansion in cinemas now. Our house. Hey. There's a big old scary house. Everyone's placed This time tomorrow. This time mm. tomorrow we will know who chickened out first in the big old scary house. Is it a bad time to say that I've got some stuff on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because producer Sonda has her blindfold ready, the spider's Ooh. ready, everything spooky she can imagine and she's going to freak us out. Mm. How many times do you reckon that's going to cause me to 
panic and um, nearly decapitate Sonda. I reckon there'll be quite a few of those moments. I think we could montage your screams and get a full hour out of it. But you will hear the entire experience that we have in the big old scary house tomorrow on the show and find out who was going to win $10,000, their family holiday that is up for grabs. If you can work out who is going to chicken out first, Tommy or myself in the big old scary house. Carrie and Tommy. (laughs) Same, same, but backwards. Bring a taste of Italy home tonight with a delicious Dr. Oetker restaurante pizza. Uh, Tommy has taken a pretty significant lead. It's 7-9. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Just like to make keep it interesting, you know? Mm. That was also our scores on hot or not. <laughs> uh, which one was you? <laughs> well, you're seven. That was a joke because you're on seven. What? So you're seven. Yeah, but I got the nine. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> Would you like your first song? <laughs> no, I think we dig into this more. <laughs> so are you saying you're hotter than Carrie? I was just a joke about seven and nine, guys. <laughs> Didn't matter. Really stop down. Who would have thought the radio was better when I was talking over the intro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your first song. Carrie. Oh, you don't know. Three. Hey, two, must be the money. One. Um, Unfortunately, that is not the name of the song. It is Nelly Ride With Me. I feel like we had that like three weeks ago. Jesse, you're just recycling the same song. It That's takes a lot to, to perform them backwards. We have to get Nelly out here. What's Nelly doing at the moment? Surely he's happy to. No, he's on full time band aid removal. <laughs> What? Song. Oh, he wore a, a band on, on his face. <laughs> <laughs> song number two. Tommy. Uh, it is Usher, yeah. Because have you given up for the year? Nah, these are just not my tunes. What They're about in, what about in life? <laughs> have I given up for the year? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Two. Losing it same, same, and losing a life, Carrie. <laughs> two zips, song number three. That's oh. Tommy for the win. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, um, I know who sings it. It's writing solo. Performing uh, Tommy Usher. Oh, Derulo. Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Usher. In. Derulo. Yes, it is. It is Jason Derulo writing solo. <laughs> you said Usher, and then Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, 710. Our scores on hot or not. <laughs> Follow Carrie Vinmore and Tommy Little on socials at Carrie Tommy Show. Thanks for tuning in to the Carrie and Tommy podcast. It's full of all the good stuff, just like budget car rental. Fast track your next booking with budget car rentals, hassle free services, and get to the good stuff at budget.com.au. Bye. Bye.